Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today, we're taking you on a trip to Ireland. What are we going to do there? Kiss the Blarney Stone? Search for pots of gold? No, this is a science show. So we're going to visit the Irish Space Program. I didn't even know they had one. That's what makes it so cool. We're going to find out how a country starts a brand new space program from scratch. So the other week, I got to go to Ireland for the first time. Without me, I might add, I still have never been there. Yeah, but I recorded part of my trip, so you'll feel like you went there, along with all of our listeners. I guess that's one way to save on a vacation. Podcasts, they're like putting your ears on a flight with none of the hassle. I know. Skip the security line. Just listen to a (laughs) podcast. So I'm going to take over for most of this episode and take you along on my journey to Irish Space Lab. (laughs) Because it's not too often that you get to see the founding of a country's space program. Right. Like imagine being at the birth of NASA. Like we're going to send a man to the moon or like maybe some monkeys or something. (laughs) First things first. So what's so cool about the Irish Space Program is that it's being started by a group of students at the University College Dublin. They're the first people ever in their country to figure out how to send things into space and study the universe. So one member of the team named Lana Salman promised to show me around. That is, if I could figure out her directions first. Walk by the building site, and the big building you see in front of you is UCD Science. I'll meet you at the spiral staircase inside. I think I'm lost. There's just a huge building site. All right, I might call her. Hi. Uh, I'm in front of the building site, but I can't find the sciences building. It turned out I was in front of a completely different building site. Lana had to start a search party of just one person, which was her. Eventually, we ran into each other. Hey! How are you? Good. Good to meet you. Good to meet you, too. Okay, I feel like I finally found it. I know, it's a bit of a big campus. Yeah, yeah. Lana has one of those super friendly faces. She was smiling constantly as she led me to the science building. And do you want to take this moment to introduce yourself? (laughs) Sure. Hi, my name is Lana Salmon. I'm a PhD student at University College Dublin, um, where I work on Ireland's first satellite. Awesome. What are we going to see today? So today, the satellite has actually gone to Brussels, um, where it's going to a European Space Agency facility to be tested. So it's actually not here today, but we will see the facilities where we build at satellite. We reached the elusive science building. After you. And like Lana had said, it was big. Even Lana was bigger there. There's a big picture of me on the ground there. What? <laughs> so yeah, oh my gosh, that is you. That is me. Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> Those look like stars, but the stars are in your face. Yeah. Wow. So at the bottom of the spiral staircase where we were supposed to have met, A photo of Lana was melded with an image she'd taken with a telescope. She was gazing up towards the sky, her head dotted with stars and pink gas clouds. I was totally starstruck. (laughs) 
Do people ever meet you and you're like, and they're like, you're the girl from the floor? Funny enough, no. And I'm, I'm actually, I'm on all of the brochures for science here as well, but nobody ever kind of puts two and two together, unless they know me. As I'd later find out, Lana is kind of an unlikely poster child for the sciences. In fact, lots of people told her she'll never get to be a scientist. But she couldn't have seemed more at home as she led me to the lab where she spent most of her time. Now we're going into the physics building, which is much older than the science building, you might tell. It smells different here. It smells old, doesn't it? And this is the clean room. Oh, wow. This is different than I imagined it. I know. People say, because it's kind of a room within a room. (laughs) We were in a big lab that looks like it was from the 1970s. The counters and shelves were cluttered with boxes and papers. Built against the wall was a smaller room that looked modern or almost sci-fi. It was perfectly organized. The clean room basically is, it's a three meter by three meter, um, looks like a kind of a cage, I suppose. Um, That's right. A cage for scientists. The clean room's real purpose was to be the place where it's safe to build a satellite far away from the germs and dust of Earth. But before we talked about the satellite, I wanted to know how Lana ended up building on it. When I was, I think, eight or nine, uh, my family and I went to Florida and we went to Kennedy Space Center. Was this just for a vacation? Yeah, exactly. There was like an exhibition of satellites and I was going, that's incredible that, that you can send a piece of technology into space. It can do the work for you. That's, that's crazy. I wanted to work on things that are out there uh, while I'm sitting happy on Earth, <laughs> uh, not in cold space. Yeah, would you tell everybody that's what you want to do when you grow up? Oh, 100%. People would say, you're never going to be able to do that in Ireland. Uh, you're going to have to go and work for NASA. And also, people said that I probably couldn't do it because my, my grades in physics and maths were much worse than any of my other grades. I was much better at English and Spanish and more artsy subjects, but I think that when you know what you like and you know that you'll work hard at it, then nothing's stopping you from doing that. Lana worked really hard to get her degree in physics. The tests were challenging and she didn't get the best grades in class, but she loved figuring out how to build things. And that's how she ended up in this lab just in time for a rare opportunity. The European Space Agency, which is like NASA, but for Europe, they said, we want university students to propose an idea for a satellite. And we said, this is a perfect opportunity for us to to learn. But also it's a huge opportunity for Ireland because we've never launched a satellite before. Lana's team of Irish students applied and got accepted along with students from all different countries. So it's kind of like the Great British Bake Off, but for satellites and teams of students all over the EU. Exactly. And, you know, with the Great British Bake Off, you have these um, showstoppers. You have your, like, sort of cool, unique individual spin on your cake or your biscuit or whatever. Uh, And ours is our experiments. And each of the teams from all over Europe have their own experiment that they've developed using, you know, say, Spanish technology or, in our case, Irish technology. Irish space technology is very new. NASA, for example, was started in 1958. And generations of scientists in the U.S. know how to build equipment and launch rockets into space. But Ireland is starting from scratch. 
There's no one to tell Lana and her team what to do. The amount that I learn every day is incredible. Just because you're, you're doing and trying, the, the important thing is that it gets to go into space, so it has to be done right. The first step was to design the satellite and decide how to build it. That was two years of our lives literally just putting all of this whole satellite onto paper. And we ended up with pages upon pages. Um, and then the European Space Agency reviewed them and they said, yep, you're, you're good to go. Can you tell me about that first day, like going from uh, you have everything laid out on paper to here are the physical objects we have to start putting together? Yeah, it's, it's scary <laughs> because, you know, you, you get to know the satellite as sort of this imaginary thing in your head and then suddenly there's this stuff in front of you and you have to put it together. Day after day, Lana and other students would go into the clean room wearing special coats, hairnets, and even shoe covers so the satellite would stay as clean as possible. One member of the team would watch from outside, making sure they followed the instructions point by point. So we have to basically lay out step by step everything that we do. You know, we will run the test and if it fails, well then we need to meet again. Why did it fail? What do we have to change? Go back, do it again. So it's just about doing the same thing again and again and again until we're sure that it'll work this time. They worked and worked and worked until finally it was finished. When we saw the satellite last week uh, put together, it was a very strange experience. Again, for the you know, we're a bunch of students that have worked on this for two years now, um, and to see it in the flesh, uh, it's like a proud moment, but you don't realize because you're like, how how did we get here? <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah. At the moment I was talking to Lana, the satellite was being tested. The students would know soon if it really worked. So I couldn't see the actual satellite, but Lana had a model of it on her lap. Here is AirSat, and it's covered in these solar panels, and they give it a nice sort of sheen. It's sort of the size of a loaf of bread. It's actually, that's perfect, yeah. So I sometimes say it's about the size of a sort of two-liter um, carton of milk. Yeah, have you ever tried to put milk in there? <laughs> uh, no, I don't know if we'll try that. <laughs> Three different experiments are on board AirSat. When it's ready, it will be launched like a delivery to the International Space Station. Then the astronauts there will release it to begin its life floating in space. Uh, 30 minutes after it leaves the International Space Station, the 10A will just pop out. Like, again, like a measuring tape. The doors open and the antenna just pops out into space. Uh, and that's the way that we'll talk to it from Ireland. We'll build a radio station here that can talk to AirSat Air. So you'll be like, broadcasting from AirSat. <laughs> How's it going in space? <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's when the Irish space program will truly be launched. And it'll stay up there for about two years. And then it will burn up in the atmosphere. Sad. Sad, I know, all the work we put in. But then AirSat 2 will come along, hopefully. <laughs> That sounds really cool. I can't believe like just students were able to put together such an amazing thing. Yeah, and Lana told me that the satellite isn't just about figuring out how to build and launch stuff into space for this group of students. 
It's also about inspiring the next generation of physicists and aerospace engineers in Ireland and all over the world. Kids like Jessica, who I met on my trip. If you were going to make something to send into space, what do you think it would be? Something like a spaceship or something, and then like maybe a camera on it. Ooh, a spaceship that could take photos of space. So, listeners, think about it. What would you want to build to send into space? What would it study? What experiments would be on it? Draw us a picture. We'd love to see what you'd make. Thanks to Lana Salman, PhD student at University College Dublin in the Space Science Group. And special thanks to Liam Garrity in Dublin and Jessica and her family in Kilfinan. Thanks as well to Jeff Luna, who helped record this episode in France. If you'd like to learn more about AirSat and the European Space Agency Fly Your Satellite program, check out the blog on our website at sciencepodcastforkids.com. You can hear more from Lindsay's visit with Lana Solomon on our Patreon and CastBox premium feeds. To subscribe, go to patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I wrote and produced this episode. And I'm Marshall Escamilla, and I made all of the music. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more stories of science discovery. 